There's a new trend sweeping TikTok. It's the single mom myth. And we'll take a look at single moms and how they seem to be doing on TikTok. And then we'll look at some trouble on the home front for the LGBs as they go to war with the T's in the UK. J.K. Rowling has the latest on that, and she has some interesting things to share with us that we'll talk about on the show. And then we'll also look at Dylan Mulvaney, the transgender TikTok star who just recently shaved his face. And no, not in the way you might immediately think. And we'll ask the question, did he make a mistake in shaving his face? And I'll show you he did it in more ways than one. We'll talk about that and more today on Indie Thinker. If you're looking to curb the trend of inflation and the recession that's coming for our nation by perhaps starting your own business and creating your own wealth and securing your family's financial future, then you need to go to our friends, the experts over at Anchor. That's A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z because they can help you with payroll. They can help you with accounting. They can help you with staffing. They can help you with so much more. They can even help you with vision for your business. But to see everything that they can do for you, you need to go over to our friends at Anchor. And that's again, A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z. And you'll see how they can help put legs underneath your vision. And when you go over there, let them know that Indie Thinker sent you. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Today, we're going to be talking about the golden rule. Now, many of you are familiar with the golden rule, even if you don't come from a religious background. And no matter what you identify as, uh, the golden rule is something that uh, that we're pretty familiar with. Now, you may not know that Confucius first came along and kind of gave the reverse golden rule. He said, do not do to others what you don't want them to do to you. So very inactive, in other words. Now, Jesus said the opposite of that. He said, do to others what you would want them to do to you. So in other words, Jesus was giving a call to what you might call activism, to do something, to take good actions, and then to spread that to the rest of the world. But it's activism also in another sense, in that Jesus was expecting us to have an impression of what good was, and then to do that to other people. So it is highly reliant upon our impression, our understanding, our thinking on what good actually looks like. Because if you're going to do something, you're going to have to figure out what is good to do in the first place and then spread it around to others. Now, I know that there are activists who have a problem with the idea of shoving your version of good down people's throats. You know, they would rather uh, make sure that they're the ones doing it and make sure that Christians are not. And so they say things that like Christianity is some neo-colonial white oppressive religion that's based upon a patriarchal system. So don't shove your good down my throat. And then they have to stop and say, oh, wait, so wait, Jesus was not white. He was Jewish. And, uh, and before colonialism, oh, okay. Well, still, nonetheless, I want to shove my version of reality down everybody else's throat. But the moment you do it, you're being judgy and finger pointing. So don't take your good and let it come anywhere near me. But you see, Jesus's teaching on the golden rule demands that we do better than that. It demands that we infuse all of our actions with a consideration of what we think is best for others in any situation. But please, 
let's not pretend that the woke activist is just showing up to counter-protest pro-life marches and the mutilation of children, and that when they do so, they're not also doing the same thing. They are also imposing their view of what is good in the world on all of the rest of us, just like you can see here. Now, while it may be incredibly the opposite of good to watch these bunch of white kids dancing as they are and making fools of themselves, there's a couple of things that you can take away from this rally to end teen mutilation and the counter-protesters that showed up in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The first one is this. If you're going to let your freak flag fly, you could do it in such a not-white way. Like, I mean, if you're going to dance, could you at least get a little bit of dancing moves under your belt that don't make you look so ridiculous? And then the second thing is this. The golden rule says that these people are someone's kids. And this is the important point. And if I was a parent of these kids, I'd want somebody other than myself to be bold enough to come and speak the truth into their little cerebral cortexes so that whenever they show up to fight against the mutilation of teenagers and cutting off their healthy sex organs, they'll think twice about doing that. At least that's the hope. So while this generation of deeply morally flawed kids rise to take their place in society, suicide rates are skyrocketing, self-harm is on the rise, and happiness is at an all-time low. Why is that? Are we to sit back and watch or to step in and save this generation from themselves, even if they don't realize that they need to be saved? Now, case in point, Sam Smith, who is a musician just uh, and obviously starved for attention, recently gave his most desperate plea to be noticed in a new music video for his new song, I'm Not Here to Make Friends. In other words, he's not there to make friends. He's just there to have sex with everyone and spread his bodily fluids. For those who are watching, let's just summarize this music video um, that I'm showing now on the screen as... Um, and I'm going to try to explain it in such a way as not to make you sick, but uh, the best I can say is that you see a pudgy man wearing women's lingerie and you see a bunch of butts. I mean, a lot of butts. So now on one hand, Sam is merely trying to do what all artists do. He's trying to push the envelope as to make a desperate plea for attention. But on the other hand, Sam is doing a next level kind of cringe that needs to be noticed. Now, maybe you'll go back and you'll say, well, Madonna was doing this very same thing in the 80s and the early 90s. Now, to be sure, Madonna was gross, but Madonna was gross for a different, very different reason than Sam is gross. Madonna was gross because she was being immodest. Sam is being gross because he is being disgusting. One of these demands, Madonna in this case, that we turn the channel. The other one demands that we help this individual see that his desperate pleas for attention are actually self-destructive. You know, you ask the question, when do we finally tell the person that their breath stinks? Well, we probably tell them, one, when they're preaching to other people that their breath should stink also, and then two, when they're also doing something that is deeply self-defeating and self-harming. Now listen, all over America today, whether it be through the hysteria of climate activism or the desperate need to mutilate your body to get attention on social media or the gross displays of immorality that we see all over America today, people are hungry to know this one thing, that they actually matter. And if that's really what they're after, isn't it incumbent upon us to tell people that they matter, but not in the way that they're trying to matter and that the way that you're trying to matter will only destroy you? Isn't it incumbent upon us to say there's a better way? 
If it is true, then our silence on issues like I just raised are not only unloving, but cowardly. Shouldn't we care enough to tell Sam, hey, buddy, your belly's showing, of course, among, among other things, and it's time to get some help. So if we really do care about people, it's time we started taking the golden rule seriously, and we can do so in some of the stories that we're going to talk about today. In our segment, Christianity Not Today, we talk about things that are going on today and try to provide a Christian prescription to those things. And now we're going to be looking at a trend that is sweeping TikTok, and that is single moms sharing their plight on, on the platform. And it's happening in TikTok and other social media platforms as well. So I think it was worth our time kind of delving into this thing. Now, it might be a little overwrought to say that the trends that are happening on TikTok will find their way into the mainstream. But I hope by now, looking at the statistics of Gen Z and seeing that uh, the vast majority of Gen Zers are now adopting a, a a divergent sexual identity that they have made up on the fly. Hopefully by now we're done with the dismissive idea that those that vocal minority won't have an impact on the majority because it certainly does. And so especially when it comes to the fatherlessness epidemic in our nation and the necessity of a child to have both parents in the home, parenting the, the the child i think it's it's important for us to kind of just take a peek over at tiktok and see what this single mom trend is all about and see if we can't offer some helpful advice so i'll show the first one here me personally i will be having no more children my daughter is going to be the only kid i have she's going to be an only child because i refuse to go through more postpartum depression by myself more healing by myself going through pregnancy by myself and raising a baby by myself because so many men and women tell single mothers to choose better but there's no such thing as choosing a better man because any man can make you into a single mother no matter if you're engaged to that man no matter if you are married to that man no matter if you've been with that man for four years any man can make you a single mother and for all the women who are raising children multiple kids by themselves and are single mothers i applaud you because you are very freaking strong so while it may be easy to take notice of the fact that this just sounds like a bitter rant i want to first of all just go ahead and grant the premise what this girl says is you know partially true one any man can make you a single mom in the same way that any meteor in space might find its way to this earth and armageddon style destroy the earth but there's no accounting for here the kind of decision making that that the individual is making to bring these kind of men into their life so if you find a good man the chances are less likely now the other premise that I'll grant is that it is very difficult to be a parent and certainly women deal with things especially in delivery that men don't deal with so so being a parent is hard she is right but this is where she goes off the rails a little bit the fact that she's condemning herself to a life of singleness and to a life where she only wants to have one child just simply means that the situation that she's in, that she will continue to find herself in. The answer should rather be, I will continue to make sure that my decision making improves because I understand how important it is to find a good man. See, she's, she's ultimately 
punishing herself, which doesn't seem too odd in a generation where more and more people are adopting progressive principles and finding out that the progressive principle of cutting off your nose to spite your face is probably the most common. Now, not only is she condemning herself to a life of singleness and, and to a life where nothing will help her offset the difficulty of the chores of raising a child and leading a home, but she's also punishing her child. She says in the, the TikTok that she's only going to have one child. She's not having any more children because any man can leave her at any point in time, leaving her uh, to be a single mom and to, and to parent these kids without the help of a man in the home. So now she's condemning also her child to a to a life of just being a a, a single child and and not having a sibling. And of course we know what that robs you of. You will never ever have to share your GI Joes. You will never ever have to knock on the door of the bathroom waiting for your sibling to get out. And you will never have someone else use your toothbrush. Now these are all very damaging things, obviously to a child. But more importantly. The most damaging thing about all of this is that a child needs two parents. It needs a mother and a father in the home, and your child should not pay the consequences for your bad decision-making, especially when it comes to men. So a child needs a mom and a dad, and the reason for that is evident from this TikTok as we see this person who is complaining about their own decision-making while also being fair to, to note that it might also be the fact that this individual thought that they were marrying a good person. But I think that that really needs to come under some scrutiny if we continue to make bad decisions and they find us in a position that, uh, that ultimately puts us in a place where we don't want to be. At what point in time do we finally say, well, the person on the other end of this may be the problem, but also I may be the problem. But that won't stop some people from complaining like this Dear woman. I'm a single mum. Hair not washed, been up literally all night last night, sitting cracking on, doing my ironing, just cleaned three bathrooms, bleach all over my new bloody essentials hoodie. Yes, I'm absolutely dead. Do you know what? And I've been sitting while I'm ironing, scrolling TikTok in the background and came across a good few videos about um, single mums. Again, we see being a single mom is definitely hard as illustrated by this woman in this video. Um, but I do have to make mention of something. If she is so busy and so consumed uh, being a single mom, uh, how come she has time to make this TikTok video? Just, just asking for a friend here. But, but also, not only is she making the time to make this TikTok video, she's making the time to do something that I think we need to notice about the single mom trend. And, and it runs through all of these TikTok videos. Complaining this much in public shouldn't be taken for granted. If this person is willing to complain this much in public, can you imagine what she does within the context of her own home? Could it be that that kind of complaining is the very thing that causes her to be a single mom? Because there's not a single man on the planet that wants to marry their mother. Now, I'm not trying to suggest that there are not is not responsibility on both sides here, but complaining consistently is a surefire way to have an unhappy marriage. And again, this person is complaining to a bunch of strangers. So just a quick pro tip here for any single mom out there and certainly for the ladies. Men don't want to marry their mother, so don't act like their mother. If you're a single mom, parent your kids and find a man not by complaining, because that's kind of not that attractive. All right, here's our final TikTok. 
thing to say about I just complain about how shitty dating is and yada yada yada. Well, I seem to attract player douchebags. I don't know if that's all that's left or if I've been hurt so many times, I feel safe with that. I don't know. Regardless, I like to be treated like a lady. I like to get taken on dates. I like my door opened. Heaven forbid you open my door. All right. So we talked about complaining before, and now we're going to talk about choices. So all there is is douchebags and players. So I can almost guarantee you that this girl goes to clubs trying to pick up a man and then whines about the quality of men she is finding at clubs. She's whining about the fact that the men leave her pregnant with an STD, with bills, and with nothing to show for it in terms of relationship. Now, I can almost guarantee you that not only is this individual looking for men in all the wrong places and, you know, continuing to make bad decisions and blame other people for them, but I can guarantee you she's not going to church to try to find a good guy. By the way, if you're looking for a man to open the door for you, for crying out loud, then church is a great place for that. They're called greeters, and they open the door for people regardless of your age, gender, or anything like that. They will open the door for you. So... Um, it's a little bit like heaven on earth, quite frankly. Um, so you, you, maybe just a little pro tip here. You want to find a good guy? Go to good places to find them. And then make them prove themselves in terms of their morality and their character. And then you might not have this issue. So is the single mom trend something that is totally self-inflicted? Not always, but very often. And if we're not at least willing to acknowledge the fact that our own decision-making and our own choices about who we're bringing into our home and who we're choosing to be the, the, the parent of our kid, uh, if, if there's no accounting for that decision-making, then don't be surprised when you find yourself in this situation. And here's the real problem at the end of the day. What people want is casual sex, and then they get surprised by the fact that casual sex sometimes ends up in a not-so-casual child. And if you actually have enough of a conscience not to abort that child, then you are stuck with a child and with and no, no father to help raise that kid. So here's just a wild idea at the end of the day. Before you start having sex with an individual, maybe you should ask yourself if that person is actually, I don't know, fatherhood material. Maybe then that might help you get out of the situation you're in and save a lot of unnecessary fighting. But speaking of fighting, J.K. Rowling is um, on uh, letting us know about a trans fight that is happening in the U.K. For those of you who don't know, J.K. Rowling is the author of the Harry Potter series, and she is what is uh, some people say is a turf, a trans radical exclusionary feminists. I think that's right. Trans-exclusionary radical feminists. That's what it is. Trans-exclusionary radical feminists, which just ultimately means that to the shock and chagrin of, of many people in the trans community, J.K. Rowling does not actually believe that men can get pregnant or that men are ovary carriers. So these peri period having people, these women in other words, actually matter and the trans movement is actually infringing upon the rights of women as we see not only in the UK but also in the United States. So JK Rowling has been very vocal about this very thing and, and now there is a trans organization in the UK called the Mermaids who are fighting against uh, other LGBT, sorry, L other 
LGB organizations. And so I wanted to read this story from Not the Babylon Bee. And it says, the LGBs are going to court against the T's. J.K. Rowling has a breakdown of some of the insanity. A fight it has been brewing for the last few years among the ranks of the Rainbow Brigade. And in the UK, there has been an official split among the ranks of the Alphabet Gang, and the LGBs have taken the T's to court. The queen of the trans-exclusionary radical feminist, or TERFs, J.K. Rowling, has helped lead the way against the transgender movement and allied with the LGBs who do not agree with the T's. Right now, the UK courts are hearing a case where a trans group called the Mermaids are trying to strip the legal status of the LGB alliance because they aren't inclusive of the T's. And so here's J.K. Rowling's tweets on the case. I'm reading the transcript of the Tribunal of Mermaids versus LGB Alliance. It's a bit mind-blowing, seeing some of the answers set down in black and white. Take this from Mermaid's Chair of Trustees, Dr. Belinda Bell. Well, you see, I'm not clear people come out of the womb with a sex, to be honest. Well, to be clear, I'm not sure you understand middle school biology. Now, okay, so there's a couple of reasons I wanted to bring this up right now. Not only because J.K. Rowling speaking out on this subject never ceases to impress me because she's willing to be incredibly honest where most people in Hollywood are so afraid of losing movie deals that they will not utter a single sliver of truth. J.K. Rowling is the exact opposite of that. She's been very unapologetic about her views about feminism and about... Uh, the rights of women and how they're being infringed upon by the transgender movement. And so when the LGBs go to war with the T's in the UK, I think it's at least noteworthy for us to pay attention to for a couple reasons. And and the first one is this, is I do believe that this is a precursor for what is coming in the U.S. Very often what happens in the UK will eventually find its way to the United States. I think this is true in some ways of, of Canada. Now, it, you might just say it's mere coincidence, but because the West is so intricately tied together in so many of the movements and culturally speaking, so many of the uh, the ways that we identify ourselves, that, that eventually what happens in these places are a microcosm of what could also happen in the U.S. So I think it's at least worth paying attention to, at least in that way. So are we headed towards a face-off eventually with these groups and these factions of people taking like Christians and other people with a conscience out of their crosshairs and actually starting to war amongst themselves. I think that's true. And I've been kind of foretelling of the destruction of the leftist utopia that's trying to be created in the United States. I think the cannibalistic nature of cancel culture and the uh, just the illogical nature of critical theory, among other things, all of those things are eventually going to be self-destructive. And more broadly, I would say postmodernism itself, just this denial of objective truth and this acceptance of moral relativism are all things that eventually people will get to the bottom of and very quickly and then realize there's no life there, there's no sustenance there, and we need to tether ourselves back to a form of reality. And so with that being the case, many people are going to start fleeing away from these, you know, aberrational identities that have been created. And when that happens, I think ultimately it will be preceded by some of these groups starting to infight amongst themselves. And then people will run away from them and actually try to find 
hope and health and truth in places where they can actually be found. But the reason I really wanted to bring this up more than anything is that it, it, it brings up this idea that I think that we haven't discussed enough because the idea of inclusivity, the diversity, equity, and inclusion that we're hearing so much about in the workplace these days. In this article, it's very clear that the T's say that the LGBs are not inclusive enough. And the reason why is that there is no such thing as inclusive enough. See, inclusion has become the standard in society rather than truth. So how inclusive is inclusive enough? Well, we don't really know. That's why truth is a much better standard for society than inclusion inclusivity is because there is no real standard of inclusivity. It, it, it varies and it is really subjective in, in nature. So why not use the truth rather than inclusion to judge and gauge the health of an institution? Well, because they don't want the truth to be the gauge of an institution. They don't want reality to be the thing that we're all discerning uh, the world by. They, they want inclusion because they can manipulate inclusion and they can get their way with inclusion. This is very much like what's going on with Tyree Nichols and the fact that there are still people who want to call what happened with these five black police officers beating to death a young black man. They still want to call that white supremacy. Why? Because... Because white supremacy is a label that they can post. I mean, it shows, right? They're posting it on this issue. They can, they can, they can plaster it upon any issue they want to whatsoever. So ultimately, this kind of radical subjectivity is necessary for these movements that are untethered in reality. And, and that's why they don't ever want to use truth. And then the, the last thing is this. The amount of denial needed to believe the kind of stuff that the transgender movement believes is... is there's no real limit to it. In fact, I think that's I think that's part of the case too, that ultimately the transgender movement wants to enforce its will upon others and it's so untethered from reality that ultimately it leads to humiliation. Now, I don't think everybody in the movement is is in line with this idea, but I definitely think there are some really dishonest and disingenuous people who are aiming at the destruction of society and all of its structures, and they understand that a way in which to do that is to humiliate people and allow them to go along with that humiliation. Because once you've humiliated someone and made them agree to their own humiliation, they are really, really easy to control. So the fact that the transgender movement is totally based in a fictitious form of reality is, I think, by design. And it's seen in this article when this woman comes and tells us that there is no such thing as a biological sex. For us to adopt that idea, you would have to absolutely be insane or dishonest. And I can't help but wonder which one we're dealing with here. But speaking of humiliation, Dylan Mulvaney just shaved his face. It may not be what you think. We'll get to it here in a minute. But for those of you who don't know, Dylan Mulvaney is a grown man that over a year ago transitioned to a girl. Not a woman. Transitioned to a girl. And celebrated the transition like all people who are marginalized and disproportionately threatened by violence. He announced it by going on TikTok for the whole world to see and has since racked up a billion views with his Days of Girlhood videos because the videos are so accurate to womanhood. I want to give you just a sample in case you don't know who Dylan Mulvaney is. So here's some of what girlhood looks like for a grown-a man. 
Okay, it's day 200 of being a girl, and I think we can agree that it's been a whirlwind. I have a tendency to overshare my life, and y'all are still watching. How cool is that? Once upon a time, I was a boy who had ADHD, and now I'm a girl who still has ADHD. So, quick question. Has any woman, or even a girl, ever acted like this grown man? I mean, it shows that the guy is playing a part that he knows nothing about. Dylan has since taken his delusion to the White House, where he spoke with an equally delusional man, but that's more about dementia, uh, Joe Biden, and has received sponsorships from places like Tampon. Where is he putting it? We don't want to talk about that. Just recently, Dylan underwent facial reconstruction surgery to make himself look more like a woman, so he shaved down his jawline to make himself look like a woman. And, um, and again, he chose to stand in silent solidarity with those who have been persecuted by religious people in America. And so he decided to announce this face shaving by doing his own dance video. And so for those of you who are watching this, you can see Dylan is dressed like a ballerina. And uh, a couple things that stick out to me as he's dancing. Now, stick out. What do you think is sticking out for this grown man dancing in a ballerina outfit who is pretending to be a woman? I'll let your own imagination kind of fill in the pieces there. But then the other thing that kind of comes to mind as we're watching Dylan prance around and pretend to be a woman is we're also watching the fact that he has the grace and the body of a middle school boy, which is probably due to hormone blockers or at least the fact that he definitely does not work out. Now, now putting aside this video for a moment, I want to show you a picture that I think is more important to see than this video of him dancing around fulfilling his wild-eyed delusional fantasy of being a girl. More importantly, um, the picture of his plastic surgery after he came out of surgery, I think, is vitally important because we live in a social media plastic world, and we're only shown very often what people want you to see, but here we get a rare glimpse of the truth. So I want you to see this picture, and for those of you who are not uh, watching this on YouTube, but rather just listening, I'll just show you that, tell you that Dylan's face is wrapped fully in bandages. You can see the uh, places where lines were drawn for incision marks, and he's wrapped up essentially like a mummy. And to look at the picture sends this this deep kind of agony in in one's soul and in one's stomach because you realize that one hard look at this face. And you see somebody who is desperate, desperate to matter, who is desperate for people to pay attention to him and is willing to go to self-mutilating lengths to be noticed. So I want you to take a long look at this face. I want you to think about the pain involved and the potential complications that we may never hear about if there were any. Now, even if everything went as planned, the level of self-loathing that you have to have to do this to yourself is remarkable. And here's where the golden rule comes back into play. The golden rule demands we stop people from self-harm. This is not a liberty issue. This is not a freedom thing for all of my libertarian friends out here. This is an epidemic that can only be solved by a resurgence of morality brought about by a rediscovery of biblical truth. 
the honest person, the intellectual, and the genuine seeker is not afraid of those suggestions. The only people who are immediately thrown into an emotional frenzy and have to run to the comment section and talk about how stupid religious people are when we prescribe a religious awakening are people who are so insecure in their position that a thoughtful debate scares them into ad hominem attack. Well, to be honest, there's another kind of person that acts just like that, and they did that in the Bible. Whenever Jesus was around, they convulsed and those kind of things. But we don't have time to talk about the demon-possessed right now. The, this one thing is true. If, if Aquinas was right, that loving people means willing the good of the other, then you and I are required to be more honest about what's going on in our world than we have been in recent memory because of the way of the world. So, especially if you're a Christian, and even if you're a person of good conscience, I suggest you take Jesus at his word, and you go spread the love of the golden rule, and you do so because you understand that good actually matters in the world. And if you have an understanding and an apprehension of that good, I would love to hear from you in the comments section down below. You can always like, share, and subscribe, but most importantly, you can go with God. Thanks for watching.